This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Stephanie Bell said about an hour ago in the morning, Bell, uh, the House Speaker race as it relates to today, a good descriptor. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. Uh, but you have an interesting, uh, no, so I guess now it's down to seven or eight finalists. I still think, basically, so if we have 221 Republicans in the House, we can eliminate Jordan, we can eliminate Scalise, we can eliminate uh, McCarthy. There's 218 options out there, really, if you think about it, John. I mean... A lot of options. There's a lot of votes we could <laughs> do until whenever. Heck, let's nominate you. Let's nominate Trump. Let's now at this point nominate Santa Claus. Uh, oh, don't don't say that around Stephanie. Oh, she doesn't like Santa Claus. Uh, but who is the person you do like? Well, there are eight people technically on the list. And going through the list, we heard um, from Chris Byron Donalds, and we'd heard that from our friend Raven before, but this caught my attention. Representative Jack Bergman is on the list. He's from Michigan. He's a former Marine Corps lieutenant general and the highest-ranking military officer elected to serve in Congress. And as my dad is a Marine, I've known a lot of Marines in my life, and they don't like to put up with a lot of crap. So... I am thinking this might be just the guy we need. I like that uh, option. As you mentioned, Marine, I do want to mention there's a t- uh, retired Marine in Centralia. Uh, there was a blood drive. Yes. He kind of he wanted to pass along to us if he could thank uh, folks. Well, I, I've done several stories about it. I've also done a voicer for John for our listeners on KWS. But, yes, I talked to him, um, and his name is E.Y. Beasley. He, uh, just a terrible bonfire incident. I won't go into the details. 2018, 80% of his body burned, third degree burns. He wouldn't be alive today, told me, uh, if it weren't for people donating blood. They had a blood drive Saturday. We previewed it on Friday. They had 39 units that were collected on Saturday. He and his family were there. And basically, he said if people hadn't helped him, his three children wouldn't have a father. So he's very thankful. He's 33 years old, a Marine, and uh, and obviously has gone through a lot. But he's now a certified flight instructor. So he wanted to thank people for oh, cool uh, yeah, he that. teaches He teaches young people how to fly helicopters. Gosh, that's impressive. Yes. I think I wear flip flops to work. <laughs> this guy's teaching people how to. Not fall. for long. Not for, uh, yep. And we fact checked that yesterday. <laughs> for sure. On the, the flip flops? Yeah, no yeah. flip flops. Uh, so we had a family meeting yesterday at 810 just now. So I'm going to be leaving the show. My last show is going to be here Friday. The show is going to go on. It's going to be really good. I've taken a job with uh, uh, the Attorney General's office. Uh, and uh, we were joking about the flip flop uh, thing. As a matter of fact, one of the best comments I got yesterday was. Those are going to be some big flip-flops to fill. Uh, that was funny. Uh, but we were joking about it uh, on air because I wear flip-flops. I wear them through a better part of the winter. I just do. I don't like shoes. And You wore them to Hannah's wedding. Wore them to Hannah's wedding. <laughs> True story. Wore them to uh, when I emceed the Boone County GOP uh, annual chili supper a couple of weeks ago. Wore them there. It's just what I... It's not... Wore them to the Trunk, uh, Trump inaugural, as I recall. Wore them to the Trump inauguration. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, Bailey's office uh, had even asked in a conversation with them yesterday because they had reached out to Steph when we were talking about this on air uh, about the flip-flops. And so I wanted to fact-check. And so I did speak with somebody in the office. And I said, so that's a hard no on the flip-flops? And they said, well, it's a soft no. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance is the way that... Uh, um, Good luck with that. Right. I, yeah, I, yeah. And I, I'm very happy for you, though. And I, I, know, the, I know the audience is as well. Um, They're happy I'm leaving. <laughs> the one point I make, too, about General Bailey's office is he was involved in the Brotherton homicide that, that took place on Friday that I covered, eight-hour sentencing. 
the prosecutors never have to disclose. Stephanie knows this as an, as an attorney. They don't ever disclose why there's a conflict. But I found out Friday without them saying it why his office, Bailey's office, got involved. There was a conflict. And that is because Samuel Brotherton, the suspect, his mother is a prominent defense attorney here in town. She has a different name. I didn't realize that was his mom. Her name is Amy, Amy Thompson. And she's capital, capital a murder uh, defense attorney. The, I'm assuming the Boone County prosecutors recused themselves out of that, and that's why Bailey's office came in and handled that case, but they did. Uh, welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I always dig small-town politics. Uh, like right now, a boss is without a mayor. Like that Springfield area town that was trying to impeach their mayor? Willard. Yeah. Willard, yeah, Missouri. Willard. Willard, Missouri. <laughs> trying to impeach their mayor, this uh, town of Ovas is uh, without a mayor, and apparently, according to our news partners, ABC 17, uh, there was a meeting last night. They thought they were going to pick a, uh, a mayor. I don't know offhand what the population of Avaz is. Uh, it's not very large. Mm-mm. Not a lot of folks to choose from. How did they find themselves without a mayor? The current mayor left uh, because he, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. He said that he's, I believe he's 51 years old. He does not recognize what the town, basically doesn't recognize the town that he grew up in, doesn't recognize it today. I haven't left left of Oz. Of Oz left me. Well, he's basically saying it's changed and not for the better. And that's why he resigned. And he said that the people were telling him he was out only doing it for the money. He got fed up with it. Um, it got very heated and he submitted his resignation. Uh, according to that, AB- was, that was a whole deal too, Brian, where they were uh, a lot of folks up in arms over dog attacks and correct. That's yeah, that, uh, yeah, and, and and a lot of dog attacks there too. In it related to that, but yes, that's just a, a bizarre thing, and it's just it's in an area that we, it's on the outskirts of our listening area, so I don't know all the details. But but seventeen has done a good job covering. It. It's very heated, and it's really divided the town. So we don't have a speaker in the house. We don't have a mayor in a vase. What the heck is this world coming? No to? police chief in Ashland. No police, police. An interim police chief. Uh, and there's news on that front. Apparently, uh, police chief Gabe Edwards. He's suing the city of Ashland. Of course, we know Stephanie. Bell, she's on. She's an older woman in the city of Ashland. She can't comment about that, so we're not even going to bother asking. Cor- yeah, we are. Okay, go ahead, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Come on, Steph. Uh, the resignation leader uh, letter, according to ABC 17, regarding the mayor in uh, Avaz, due to the persisting feeling from the citizens of Avaz that I am not a competent mayor, along with that I do not have the city's best interest in heart, and I only care about money. I hereby resign my position as mayor, effective immediately. And I know I don't understand what they mean by he's only in it was was because he resigned was only in it for the money. I mean, if you've ever been to a vase, it's not a rich town. It's it's poor. There's not a lot of industry, um, and it, I, I don't I don't get that. And the reporters have done I think a pretty good job, but I mean they. What we really don't know is, you know, what what these folks were thinking. But he does have supporters as well. Sure. And I took it from his resignation letter that he was essentially saying whoever is going to take this job is a thankless job. And somebody's going to have to figure out what's going on with that. In all seriousness, this dog, apparently it's a real problem up there. Yeah. Thousand and six people in the city of Avaz. Small town politics in Avaz and in Ashland. What can you tell? What is happening in, uh, in Ashland, uh, Ms. Bell? 
Uh, I can't comment on any pending litigation, but I did have something crazy happen to me yesterday. Really? And I, you know that I don't answer my door. If you knock on my door, I'm peering through the blinds and I am pretending like I am not home. <laughs> I am hitting the floor. There is no way I opened that door, except yesterday I was expecting a guest. My kids knew a member of our family was coming over, so... Um, our aunt Amy, and so they um, the doorbell rings, and I and I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. She usually walks in, but they're like, Aunt Amy, they come running up. So I, you, <laughs> you know, <got> duped. <laughs> oh, totally duped. I run up to the door and I open the door, and it is most certainly not Aunt Amy. It is a person with a clipboard and a Uh-oh. button. And I, <laughs> that always, you know, it's going to be a good story when its story starts. Some dude came up to our door wearing a clipboard and a button. Was it Jehovah's Witness? It was not. It was worse. And I looked out and I thought I could close the door, but this person knocked on the wrong person's door. What did and they want? so I opened the door and they wanted me to sign their initiative petition. Uh oh. And they were not pleased when I just said, there's no way I'm signing that. Um, and they wanted to argue with me and tell me all of the good reasons why we should increase our minimum wage to $15. Um, and so I, they were not pleased when I started taking photos of their initiative petition just because I wanted to know. They, they filed like 30, 30 versions, so I kind of wanted to figure out which one are they circulating. Um, I was surprised to see that people in Ashland had actually signed this thing. Um, because I would I would assume that most people are not yeah. uh, in favor of increasing our minimum wage, and so this so they're yeah they're out knocking on, and it's a weird I've not seen petition circulators going door to door in a long time. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean usually they're at like sports games or they're at you know the polling places. They're out at like shopping malls or movie theaters or whatever. Um, so I thought that was really weird. And of course he has he he's there with Jobs for Justice. He goes, we're a nonpartisan organization. <laughs> and I was like, this is not a nonpartisan household. <laughs> sure you are. Jobs with Justice. I'm like just like Planned Parenthood is a nonpartisan organization. I'm just thinking, oh good grief. Um, and he you know he was very and he said, well I said I own multiple businesses, sir, and I think that I should be able to pay my people however much I want to pay them. And he's like, well, do you agree with paying people poverty wages? And then that's when you signed his petition because that always works when he starts to argue with you. Oh, yeah, now I will sign your petition because now you're being an ass. Yeah, so he, I had already said, there's no way I'm signing this. So he he knew what he really wanted to try to convince me. And he's like, you know, if the current minimum wage, I don't know, it's like, you know, it's a $25,000. It's, you know, not a minimum wage. And I said, when I got out of school, you know, we barely, uh, you know, if you didn't have a law degree, you barely earned over that. You paid back your student loans. And guess how you got a pay increase? You worked hard and you earned it. Yeah. And the government didn't have to mandate it. So take your petition and Whoa. see yourself out. Wow. Sir. I did not. Well, I, Steph did her best, uh, Clint Eastwood. But I, but I was. my lawn. Huh? Make my day. I was just so frustrated. That's but even I, worse than Brandon, like, whining at waitresses <laughs> lately over, you know, the size of his food. I was kinder than that, but I did tell him that I disagreed with his policy positions, but I do want people in mid-Missouri to be on the lookout because I think a lot of people, they come up, they and he's like, well, do you believe in safety provisions at work? And I'm like, yeah, but also this, so the same petition would require employers to offer like basically eight paid sick days to all employees. And so it's just, you know, I don't know what he's telling other people and I don't know how informed they are and the petition itself is long. Um, and so just before you sign, 
ask questions and be informed. Yeah. And maybe you agree with him and you, you know, then sign away. But but don't just sign it to get these people off your porch. So that's my fear is people like, man, I'm busy. I got to run the kids to soccer practice. Which, OK, here, sign it. Goodbye. Good day. Thanks for sharing that. Coming up 725 ish. We are going to be doing what's hot with Hannah. Well, we have a little bit of a story about how Wake Up Mid Missouri almost got canceled on Facebook. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. It's actually 725. Yay, me. Tom. Billy would be proud. Uh, I thought it was, was it ironic? Is that the right word I'm looking yeah. for? Yesterday, the young lady who spurred us to be on time with What's Hot with Hannah every morning because she's a huge fan of What's Hot with Hannah, middle schooler. Blair, uh, Blair Oaks Elementary School, Millie Fawn, daughter of Scott Fawn from Missouri Times. She uh, encouraged us to be on time. She was actually in studio yesterday with her dad while we were talking Missouri politics. And because we spent time talking about how she inspires. See, you, I think you can get inspiration from anywhere, whether it's kids, quote, whatever it is. And she inspired us to, you know, do what we were supposed to be doing anyway. And because of our conversation about that, we were actually late. But it was ironic. And she threw her dad under the bus hardcore for that one and and properly so <laughs> i don't know if you saw this yesterday or not brandon but we got posted in a pretty important columbia facebook page we've been posted in the jefferson city version of this facebook page once before but this is the first time to my knowledge we've been posted about in the columbia version and it's the good bad and ugly facebook groups i think every bigger town around mid-missouri has one of these they're kind of entertaining um, but, of course, we had a big announcement yesterday at 8.10. And within five minutes, I believe her name was Cindy, had posted in the Como Good, Bad, and Ugly Facebook group, Brandon is leaving Wake Up Mid-Mo. And there were a lot of comments going, who's Brandon? <laughs> Which was humbling I, for all of us, I think, on the show. Especially um, Brandon. Yeah, especially Brandon. <laughs> Uh, the last time I checked on this Facebook post last night, it had almost 100 comments. And basically, people started arguing about politics in the comment section on this post. Go figure, right? Cranky progressives. Yeah. yeah. I went to go check on it this morning, and the post is nowhere to be found. I think we got taken down. Canceled? I think so. I think wow. the admin... And the Como Good, Bad, and Ugly deleted the post. Really? I think if someone else can find it and they want to text us a screenshot of it at 874-9390, be uh, my guest. But I could not find it this morning. Coming up Friday, 835, I'll pick them for winners of the week. <laughs> <laughs> like we got canceled in the Como Good, Bad, and Ugly Facebook group. How rude. How about that? Well, thank you, I guess, <laughs> for your comments and that. Uh, by the way, coming up, so tomorrow, right about this, well, Raven Harrison, she's going to be joining us a little bit after 7 o'clock. Then Congressman Jason Smith, Missouri's third U.S. Senator because of his chairmanship on the House Ways and Means Committee. He's going to be joining us 735. We'll talk about what Steffi Bell is tabbing. It's going to be a long day again in Washington, D.C. Uh, some other things coming up on the uh, show this morning. Uh, we're going to have a cool guest in the studio, John. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Jefferson City Police Lieutenant Dave Williams with a couple of things he wants to talk to us about. One of them involves you trick-or-treaters out there. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's always uh, good reminders. I love I love the idea of Halloween and trick-or-treating. It's like the definition of socialism. Going around and asking for free handouts. 
basically. But it's a Are good... you trying to be a cranky old man about <laughs> trick-or-treating? Good Lord. Uh, actually... So I'm going to kids get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. And I'll I will hand I will I'll hand out but I'm going to hand out like bit of honeys. Oh. <laughs> or apples or raisins like you would be that house. Popcorn ball. There was that really infamous like social media. I think it was a TikTok last year where the lady handed out potatoes and kids were like I want a potato and like that was the hot <laughs> thing. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Pick that up. A couple of days I'm reading and it said us. And I said, you know, you think about it, us equals U.S. Is, isn't that? Now, if we say something genius, they'll never say it. No, that's Trump being uh, Trump. Kind of sounds like Kamala a little bit. I hate to say it. Us. It's, it's a little like, well, Russia is a big country. Next to this little country called yeah. Ukraine. Trump, us. Have you ever thought about that? Wow. Yes. Here's good news for us this morning at 7.36 on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. By the way, there's Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Mr. John Marsh in the house. Yes, sir. It's producer Hannah. Hola. My name is Brandon Rather. I think more good news uh, polling, and I know I've been saying it for a while, but it still continues to consistently show Trump tying a lot of times beating uh, Joe Biden in a presidential match- matchup. Polling for what it's worth. We're talking USA Today polling, Suffolk polling, uh, Rasmussen reports. Emerson polling, Harvard-Harris polling, showing Trump beating Biden. Now, even if Trump, for some reason, ends up not being the guy, uh, I would hope that would still be any, anybody, please, (laughs) for the love of everything that we care about as people, man. I don't even care what your party affiliation is. Please. The the president cannot be Joe Biden. Uh, And it's, we just can't. We look at what's happening with the economy and your personal banking, your money, um, the safe, what's happening at the border. Another board, we covered this yesterday on the uh, show, Border Patrol yesterday issuing a statement uh, and the way this was covered yesterday, kind of a blaring headline in an internal memo like we are on high alert, high alert regarding what's coming across the secure border, as they call it. And that's because it's Biden's policies and Democrats Frankly, whether it's a local Democrat, whether it's a, a, a mayor of a progressive city, whether it's a state rep, it's a Democrat. And they believe in the rainbows and unicorns to the detriment of us and your kids and your grandkids. Uh, so that's good news this morning. Trump continues to win in polling. Glad you could be here. Welcome into the show. Stephanie Bell sharing a story. Somebody came knocking on her door. She only opened it because she was expecting company. Duped. Yeah. Uh, and some uh, some dude came and he had on a pocket protector with eight pens in his pocket and he was wearing uh, big thick glasses and apparently the glasses were and so there was tape in the middle of uh, the glasses and his pants he had a belt on his pants and they were pulled up almost beneath his breast and he said hey why you sign this uh, petition and what is it, what was it that he wanted you to sign it's an initiative petition that would raise the mandatory minimum wage in Missouri uh, ratchet it up. Um, it also has other provisions in it. The one that stuck out to me was that I think you would have to, as an employer, it would require you to offer unpaid, I think a paid hour of sick leave for every 30 hours worked, which I think equates like if you work like a full year, you'd have to get like, and as the employer, you'd have to give your employee eight paid sick days off. And there are jobs out there where you can get big money and where you can get time off and you can get all these benefits and there are, there are jobs that don't and when you're working that's 
that's those jobs. And I don't, and again, it's that gimme, gimme, I get this because I'm supposed to have it. No, man, that's not how it works. You, you work for it. And I think your perspective, you're also a business owner. So it's not just a political thing for you. Also, I'm a business owner. And also, artificial intelligence, kiddo. So guess who's going to be knocking at my door a couple of years from now? It sure ain't going to be you anyway. And you know why? You're speeding this along because we see what happens in places like, you know, Oregon, Washington, California. Where, hey, we pay our fast food workers 20 bucks an hour. Then what are you going to do? What kind of petition are you going to start handing out whenever you just don't have those jobs anymore? Because we can rehire our fast food workers. <laughs> right. And I mean, even if you're so like you're an employer, you feel good about yourself. You're paying right now over minimum wage. Right. But maybe you're not paying, you know, but you're paying over minimum wage. So you're feeling good about yourself. Well, as soon as they raise that minimum wage, yeah, then my employees are going to be going looking elsewhere being like, oh, well, yeah, if I can go flip burgers or answer phones for, you know, $25 an hour. Yeah. Why would I drive a trolley or whatever? And so, and, and, you know, ultimately again, what happens if I'm having to pay my drivers that much more, guess what? When you want to come run a trolley, I'm going to have to charge you more. And I'm already charging you more because thanks Joe Biden, the diesel price. But so it's, it's not like it really will. I mean, it does affect me, but like ultimately, and that's what we know is that it's going to cost us all more, and it's just it's just silly. And apparently, silly. these folks not uh, they're not they they haven't been going just to Stephanie's uh, house. Uh, Tyler text eight seven four ninety three ninety. They knocked on my door. I ignored it. They left a flyer, and it went directly into the trash. And Tara, she apparently had dealing with these folks too. Tara is hilarious. She said she bumped into them at the Mizzou game after a few too many beers. She said it did not go well. <laughs> For which party involved? <laughs> you know who else is frustrating me right now? Uh, Stephanie? No. no. Me? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, this uh, this this auto worker strike. I think it's kind of weird anyway. We want to work less hours and we want more money. Uh, well, now it's affecting me. I need a part for my car. Uh, and they say, well, it might be a while. I'm like, well, how come? Well, <laughs> a strike. But here's the thing. And I had to do this yesterday. So the part I need, I can get pulled over because I don't have it. And we don't know when it's coming. I asked this, and they, they did. It was Bob McCosh. They sent me a thing to prove that, hey, I have this part on order. So if I get pulled over, I have <laughs> on my phone, like, here, the, the part's coming. I cannot do anything about this because these people want to work fewer hours and they want more money. Did you lose your gas cap again? Gosh, I hope not. Did I? Oh no, it's not the gas cap. It's a, it's a, the, uh, like the third brake light. And they're like, and it's not just a bulb. It's apparently LED and, uh, and people say, well, you, can't you go to a junkyard and get that? My vehicle is so old and decrepit. They don't even have these things in junkyards, uh, anymore. So now I'm carrying around, uh, my driver's license and proof that I have a part on order. So if you pull me over, hopefully that'll work. 874-9390. Greg is in Boonville. Greg, what's on your mind this morning? Hey, you're talking about benefits. I've been self-employed for the last 30 years. Now I've got a new job with the state. I work two weeks and they tell me I'm going to get 10 hours of sick leave a month. 10 hours of sick leave a month. Now the pay is you know, it is what it is, but 10 hours of sick leave a month and 10 hours of personal time a month. It's incredible. You know, I know, you yeah. know, I know people who retire or leave their position with, I think, like a year's worth of yeah. pay, built up it's pay. Bizarre. You work for them for a lot of uh, 
lot of people in the same place that I'm working. They worked there 27 years. They're going to retire and not lose a dime in their paycheck. And you worked for it. And, and they're in their early 50s. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I, I've talked to, you know, have a lot of friends in state government and family in state government. And they said, yeah, you know, when I took the job, I knew that I could make more money out in the private sector. But I went into the state and over time, all of this paid time off and retirement yeah. and everything else, it adds up to be in the long run. For me, it was a better choice. Right. And so, you know, you do get those extra benefits, but it's, you know, offset by maybe potentially a lower salary than you would get out in the private marketplace. Yeah, great Probably in the last in the last 30 years I grumbled about state benefits, but now I'm like, hey, this is pretty good for me. Yeah, I hear you, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I hear what you are saying. Uh, huh. I totally Interesting. I totally get that. But back to, I mean, but back to kind of where we were on this minimum wage thing, yeah. you know, it, it's it's nice that people have options, right? And like you can pick, you know, do I take the lower wage and the better benefits? Do I go out into the, you know, private sector? And, you know, not only should employees have those options available, but employers should have some flexibility in how they package that up to entice, in, to try to entice the right employees. And what, you know, this initiative petition wants you to do is it wants to put these mandates on, um, on you know, businesses, including small employers. Yeah. Well, then what happens to those uh, employees that you've had on your payroll for a long time, and all of a sudden they're going, what do you mean the new guy with no experience gets the same an hour that I'm getting? Exactly. Uh, and here's, I think I'd try to make it this like uh, real world stuff. He, this kid comes to my door, and here's what I'm going to tell him. I say, well, so you and your friends go around and trying to, and you say that you're a nonpartisan uh, justice for jobs, jobs for justice, jobs with justice, jobs, or with jobs justice. for justice, something like that. So you you for you want to force this minimum wage, okay? And then somebody like a small business owner like Stephanie Bell, Charlie Car, Car Company, and then you all want to get together on Halloween and you want to do I don't know a haunted tour through Jefferson City on the trolley car, and so you get you and some of your other initiative petition signers and your friends that are collecting signatures and you want to come and write my thing and guess what so now i'm having to pay these drivers so much now you cannot afford to come on my trolley car anymore potentially i mean the prices go up yeah, yeah. but it's 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 messy and i think we've got to really i mean we, we just raised our minimum wage yeah. stories like this freak me out anytime there's stories about uh planes almost crashing and stuff <laughs> this is stories about just straight crazy people you're not getting ready to fly soon are you <laughs> yes. She pretty much always. always is getting ready to almost fly. Uh, a pilot. Now, he was not flying the plane. It was a flight from Washington. I think they were going to San Francisco. And he's in in a, like a jumper seat, but in the cockpit. So he's a pilot with the he's air. deadheading it. Deadheading is what they call it. Yeah, deadheading it. And apparently the dude, I don't know what happened. Some kind of metal breakdown or something, but tries doing something that in effect disables the engine. They get on... Pilots get onto the intercom and say, hey, we've had a health emergency. So I guess it would be accurate. Sounds like a mental health emergency uh, Emergency to me. We're going to have to make an emergency landing. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit. He doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I, I think he's the dude. We want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 35, S&P 500 down 7. Stephanie Bell already keeping an eye on the futures and she'll present those at 825 in the morning bell business news with a little twist and another reason to be feeling good on this feel good friday coming up and that would be all
except for this. A giant skeleton pole dancing on a street sign has prompted a social media blowout of booze, so to speak, after a Utah town orders it removed. The city of Grantsville, Utah, showed a photo of the skeleton stripper in a purple wig hanging upside down from a street sign while two bony admirers sat in their lawn chair holding their <laughs> dollar bills. The city posted this. Off, girls. Displays like this are not acceptable. You have until 9 tonight to take down your decorations or it will be removed by the city. It's against city code to attach anything to a street sign. So the guy who put it up moved the skeleton dancer from the street sign, put her in his front lawn where he added more skeletal spectators, <laughs> lights, music, and a freestanding pole. Then the neighbors started bringing over their <laughs> skeletons and said online, this is my absolute favorite decoration early. Why are people so uptight? Maybe laugh a little. And you need to remember the pole dancers don't have air conditioning in their homes. Brandon, did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> they have only fans. And now you know the rest of that story. Only. Nice. Only fans. What the pole dancer do during the uh, pandemic? What's that? She twerked from home. Oh. Man. John Marsh is killing it. Oh, man. Killing it. How long All can right. we go before this segment gets canceled? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The good, bad, and the really ugly. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. A little laugh before you go into work this morning. The cutest skeleton setup I've seen so far that is actually PC, I guess. There was a um, blonde wigged. wigged skeleton wigged, wigged <laughs> skeleton inside the house looking out and then there was a bunch of skeletons in football formation and an 87 skeleton out so you had like a taylor swift in the house and travis and i was like that is epic how many are we taking bets yet on how many taylor travis costumes we're going to see next week oh i already have friends who've announced that they're headed that route yeah um, That's like unnecessary. And they're not young friends either. We talked about, I, I, I hate Halloween. I'll add that to my list of things that I Fist hate. Bump, buddy. I, I hate yeah. it. And like, so you don't, so is it unnecessarily embarrassing when you show up to a party and someone else has the same costume? Uh-oh, faux pas. We both wore the same thing. I think that's, I think that's weird, right? That is weird. I what think if they do it better than you? Right. Uh, I went to a Halloween party. Um, Pat Thomas, who's well known in political circles in sure. uh, Jefferson City, uh, yep. last year, and I'm like, oh, did no, you dress up? No, no, because no, uh -uh. uh, I'm I'm like you. That's uh, you know I love Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that good stuff, but I just uh, now my kids are really into it, so I I've agreed to join them in a family costume <laughs> this year. Aw. And I don't know why I get so funny. I mean, I am kind of an old soul, I guess, and I get fuddy-duddy about a lot of things, but I just do not enjoy dressing up on Halloween, which is interesting because, you know, I like to hide from the public. That's why I love being here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. People say, well, because when I tell people, you know, I'm a little shy and socially awkward out in public, and I, and I am, and people don't believe me. Well, how do you get on the radio and talk to three or four people every morning out there in Mid-Missouri? And I'm like, because I'm hiding in the studio with friends of mine you know stephanie and no shoes and uh and no shoes um but to be out so i would think halloween would be something i would like because i can go in disguise and nobody would know who uh who i think I we am. should have a vote of what your halloween costume should be next week Eight seven four ninety three ninety. dan what's uh what can we do for you bud 
Merry Christmas, Stephanie. <laughs> you have a month and two. Uh, you have two months and a day left for until Christmas. Oh <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Santa Claus checking in on the show this morning. <laughs> so now we've got two of Stephanie's favorite things, Halloween uh, and Santa Claus. And it's coming up quick. It's already in the stores. I'm totally freaked out. Yeah, and we're not even past uh, Halloween yet. And, of course, there is the Christmas stuff out there. Uh, coming up a little bit later here on the show. Of course, I'm looking forward to the Morning Bell Business News with Stephanie Bell. And she says she has something for us for a feel-good Friday. Well, that's only Tuesday. That's what makes it extra awesome. We're going to be looking forward to it. And then uh, Jefferson City Lieutenant, uh, Jefferson City Police Department Lieutenant David Williams, he's going to be joining us to talk about one of Stephanie's favorite holidays, Halloween. Seriously, some things that we uh, uh, need to know, and they're always good reminders. Because we know, you know, be careful and watch for kids and drive slow and, you know, don't put stuff in the candy. And when the candy comes home, make sure you're going through it. And 